Are you tired of undercharging, over-delivering, and overworking? Well, I have some good news for you. I put together a free course for women web designers who want to make more money without overworking. Just go to webdesigneracademy.com forward slash free course or click on the link in the show notes of this episode to get instant access. And since you love podcasts, when you sign up, you'll have the option to get the entire free course instantly in a podcast feed so that you can listen on the go. So if it feels like you've been working 24-7 but not making as much as you want, go get that free course right now at webdesigneracademy.com forward slash free course. Welcome to The Profitable Web Designer, a podcast for web designers who want to work less and make more money. I'm your host, Shannon Mattern, founder of The Web Designer Academy, where we've helped hundreds of web designers stop undercharging, overworking, and create profitable, sustainable web design businesses. Welcome back to the Profitable Web Designer Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with one of our Web Designer Academy students, Courtney Wilson. Courtney is the creative director at Moonsore Services, and she has been working in the graphic design and web design industry for close to 20 years. She's been running her own business with her husband for almost a decade, and they work with small businesses to build their online presence. And Courtney is here today to share more about her business journey with you, her backstory, the wins, the challenges, the lessons, and all the breakthroughs that she's had along the way to get where she is today. So Courtney, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hello. This is exciting. I know. I'm so excited to get to talk to you because I see you on every strategy call and you ask the best questions and... Yeah, I'm I'm excited to get to share your story with our listeners. So take me back to more than 20 years ago. What led you into the web design industry? Well, when I graduated high school, I decided to go to university for computer science. And I got about a year and a half through there and decided it wasn't fun enough. So <laughs> I dropped out. And I um, ended up enrolling in graphic design at one of the local colleges. And from there, um, my first job out of college was for a web design company. And I've just been working in the industry since then. Yeah. What's uh, just because I'm curious, what platforms were you building on back then? Were you like coding, like hand coding and using yeah. Dreamweaver to push to the yes. server? Yeah. <laughs> Macromedia Dreamweaver, right? Oh, <laughs> Before yes. it was Adobe. <laughs> I love it when I get to nerd out with people who are on my same kind of timeline for, <laughs> for when I started <laughs> and what software there was available to us back then. So you worked, you worked for companies. When did you start freelancing? Probably about 15 years ago. Yeah. Probably, yeah. And yep. how so did you get those first freelance clients? Another company at that time. They were all word of mouth. It's always been word of mouth. Yeah. So you were working with another company at that time. And like, was it something where you were like, oh, I want to start doing my own thing on the side? Or did it just kind of like happen organically where people were coming out of the woodwork asking you for help with stuff? I always knew that eventually I would be working on my, like for myself. But 
it took a long time to build up the confidence to do that. And it actually, weird enough, it took the company my husband is was working for at the time and the company that I was working for to downsize both of them basically within a year. So we were both like, well, what now? I guess we have to start our own business now. So so you guys got downsized and decided to start your own company and then you got clients word of mouth that way? Yeah. Our first clients were because I went to some social media conferences and did networking there. Yeah. And that was where our longest time client and our biggest client came from, which is pretty amazing. It was, I don't know if they still have it in the States, but they used to have the Blistem conference. And it was at that conference in Canada where we actually made all of our connections. So did you go to that conference with the intention of getting clients or like, no, what was the intention of going (laughs) to that conference? I went to learn more about social media. Yeah. So it just and sort so of... so you're just talking to people and they're like, oh, Courtney, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a web designer, a graphic designer. And then they're like, oh, I need, I need to talk to you. Is that kind of how that, <laughs> how that went down? It was more like I met people and I planted seeds. And a couple mm. months later, you know how it always takes a couple of months to really nurture that relationship to get them to sign. Yeah. So I think that that's one of the things, and I was just doing another interview before this one, you know, asking one of our other students, like, how did you get your first clients? And, you know, she went heavy on an Instagram strategy. Like you just met people in person, told them what you did, built, you know, built relationships, became like the top of mind person for them. I was very similar to you, except for I didn't go to networking events. It was just like casual conversation with people at the gym asking me like what I did. And, you know, there are so many ways to quote unquote, like market yourself. And there's no like one right strategy and one right way. But like the easiest way is just tell people what you do. (laughs) You know, there's always somebody looking for you. Yeah. And I think what happens is that some people feel more comfortable in some situations, like they'd be more comfortable marketing on Instagram versus marketing in real life, which is terrifying in all honesty. But what you feel comfortable with can work depending on your strategy for it. Yeah, absolutely. I still, still to this day, (laughs) have a really successful business feel awkward at networking events when people ask me like, oh, so what do you do? And I'm like, uh, I'm a, what? I'm a business coach for web designers. And then they just kind of like glaze over and look at me and they're like, uh-huh. And I'm like, I should. And then I think, oh, I need like an elevator pitch and then all of this stuff. And I'm like, no, that's just, that's just what I do. And I don't have to like be all awkward about it or try to say it perfectly. Like back in the day when I would say, oh, you know, I do WordPress. Like that's what I would say because I couldn't even call myself a web designer. I'm like, I do WordPress. I always just felt so awkward, but it's as simple as just like telling people what you do. And that's that's marketing, mm-hmm. telling people what you do. Now you yeah, know. absolutely. Uh, so how did you find the Web Designer Academy? 
You were a speaker doing the five P's at a web designer summit. And I sat in there and we raised our prices immediately after watching that. And so we were like, this person really knows what she's talking about. Let us see what her web designer academy is really about. So what about that conversation or that talk I did inspired you to just go raise your prices right away? We were already humming and hawing about raising our prices, but it gave us the confidence too, because it helped us realize that we're already providing a premium service for our clients. So we wanted the pricing to really reflect that. And did you have any like fears or hesitations about doing it? Or were you just like, let's just rip the bandaid off and go for it? (laughs) Oh, yeah, we were terrified. We've raised our prices in the past before as well. And it was the same thing. You get scared that you're going to get rejection from clients. But in the end, I mean, with prices raising across the board for everything that everything, um, I think it was expected. So. Yeah. And I think I love what you said. Like, you know, you provide a premium service. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, you provide a level of service to your clients that is more than worth what they're paying you and probably even still now worth more than what they're paying for you, the value that they get out of that, that they're able to create from working with you guys. And so, yeah, it's just, I think it's just normal. I mean, I go through every time I raise my prices, I'm like, this is it. This is going to be the, the ceiling. And, no one's going to work with me ever again. And then you're, then you, what you end up doing is like unlocking a whole new level of client, which is so fun mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, and relieving, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how much you were charging before seeing that presentation versus after. And have you raised your prices again since deciding to join? The Web Designer Academy? Yes and no. We've sort of restructured things a little bit because we have certain clients that are on an hourly rate. And I know that's not your favorite thing, but (laughs) for some of our clients, it's what works best for them. So we have raised it probably about 25% since after that webinar. But also, we've focused more on packages now, and those have raised in rates over 50%. So I love hearing that. And you have posted in our Facebook group and in our weekly live strategy calls that you guys are invoicing some of your highest months ever recently. Yes, we are. It's it's very happy for our bank account. So coming back to like the conversation of like, we have some clients on hourly, some clients doing this, some clients doing that. There's this like myth, I think that like, especially if we've been in business for a long time, that we're going to be able to just like wave a magic wand and get every client like doing all the same thing, like standard across the board. And if you've been in business for a long time and you've been doing things a certain way for a long time, Sometimes you do have, you know, you roll out new things to new clients and you have legacy clients that you continue to serve in the way that you built the relationship with them in the first place because you make an analysis 
and you make a decision and it's like, okay, the, well, this is actually best for both of us going forward to keep this same arrangement. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, it's not a problem for your whole business to not be like uniform and structured. And, and I think that that's like sometimes something that we think like, oh, my business is so unorganized. And I'm not saying you think this, but like listeners think that, you know, everything has to be done a certain way. Otherwise, I'm not doing it right. And it's like, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Like you get to look at every client as its own situation and do what's best for you and the client in every situation. So yes, I will never teach like hourly pricing in the Web Designer Academy, but I will teach like, hey, it's your business. You get to run it how you want. And if the arrangement works for both of you, amazing. Keep it going. And I think that that's one of the beautiful things about like running your own business. (laughs) You get to do it however you want. And I think that's one of the good things that we took away from the Web Designer Academy um, that there were bits and pieces that we applied to our business. And there were bits and pieces that we were like, this isn't quite how we run our business right now. And it's not how we're likely to run it that in a way that our clients would be okay with changing. So it's good the way that we were able to take what we needed and apply it. Yeah. One of the the things that I recall working with you on the most is like boundaries and things like that. So tell me a little bit about what things were like with you with boundaries and over, like working a lot and all those things before mm-hmm. coming to work with us. I would answer the phone every time it rang. I would answer my email as soon as it was sent through. Basically, I would not know how to I didn't know how to say no to clients. And it's something I still struggle with a lot. So since then, I have structured my inbox so that I only check it first thing in the morning, first thing after lunch, and right before the end of the day. And if I am working on another client's stuff, I don't answer the phone if someone is calling. How has that been for you to make that change? It was really difficult. It felt like I wasn't giving my clients the attention they needed. But then I realized that every time I'm taken out of my workflow, it takes me longer to get back into it to work on whatever I was working on than if I had just worked through and answered my voicemail later. So it makes things a lot easier. Yeah. I love how you are using you have like a, I would say like a heart of service. My experience of you is like, you want to provide a really high level of service to your clients. You want your clients to feel taken care of. And for you, part of that was being like immediately responsive. And also you knew that that was like not helping your business. It was causing you to overwork Mm -hmm. and all of those things. But you found a like reason coming like from wanting to take care of your clients to make the change. I think that's so brilliant Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, if I really want to help my clients, how can making a change that's going to help me still help my clients? And I think sometimes that's what we have to 
do, we have to like go with our tendencies and go with ourselves instead of trying to change ourselves and go against ourselves when we're trying Mm -hmm. to like make improvements. Like, I don't think trying to become the person who just like, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. I don't care. It's never going to be in your nature. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. No, I would stress out too much doing that. Yeah, for sure. And like, so you have to know yourself and you have to know like, okay, here's the pattern that I'm doing. Why am I doing this? Okay, now how can I take that reason and like use that reason to create the result that I want? And yeah, I think you're you're, the boundaries that you've set around your work and coming up with a reason that like this really is the best thing for my clients is great. And like you being you know, having space and having a sustainable business is the best thing thing for your clients. Like they don't want you guys being like, we're shutting this business down and getting jobs because this is not worth it. Like that's not in your client's best interest. Mm-hmm. Not that not that you've ever expressed to Absolutely. me that that's what you have ever wanted to do, but I've thought about it before. <laughs> oh yeah. I think everybody has. Uh, working <laughs> yeah. for yourself can be quite challenging at times. So I'm sure everybody's thought that. Yeah. So what's a pivotal moment you can remember on your business journey? Is there anything that like stands out to you as like a turning point? No, I mean, being downsized at my job was kind of pivotal. Yeah. Yeah. It made me start the business. That's probably the biggest one. Yeah. The thing that I love the most about what we do as web designers is like, we can always make our own way. You know, I think that that's one of the beautiful things. It's like, it was something that happened to you that you didn't want to have happen. And yet here you and your husband Mm -hmm. are like running a business, like a very successful web design company together. Yeah. It didn't happen the way I expected it to. That's for sure. What did you expect? Because you had said earlier on in the, in the interview, like, Oh, I always knew I was going to be working for myself. Yeah, I expected to build up enough on the side to be able to quit my job. So yeah. <laughs> it just happened a couple of years ahead of time. <laughs> the decision was made. You put you put it out there and then the decision was made for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so we talk a lot about mindset in the Web Designer Academy, like a lot, <laughs> yeah. probably more than the strategy, I would say. What have some of your biggest mindset shifts been? My biggest all-time mind shift, and this has been coming on over years, but at the beginning, I often said that I was lucky. I was lucky to get the clients I did. I was lucky to be landing a job. I was lucky to be completing this. I was lucky to be meeting these people, but it was never luck. And it took somebody saying to me, you do a lot of hard work. And that is how you've gotten to where you are. So that is the biggest mind shift I've had. That is so powerful. That gave me chills when you said that, because if it's luck when things are working out, then it's bad luck when things aren't and nothing's ever in your control ever. And Mm -hmm. it just happens to you and it's all a fluke and it could all go away. And I love that you realize that like, 
none of this is luck. It's because you showed up. It's because you decided to go to that conference and not be a wallflower and hide in the corner and not talk to anybody, which I've done and <laughs> I used to mm-hmm. do in all the conferences I went to in the early days. In the early days of my business, like it's all of the service that you've delivered to your clients over the years. And I'm sure you said all of your business is word of mouth and referrals, like delivering excellent service is a good marketing plan, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like none of it's luck. You created all of it. Yeah. Every single thing. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. Yeah. And when I really think about it, it's, yeah, it is powerful and it helps me to feel really proud of what we've accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you most proud of? accomplishing in your business in this past year? I think the relationships that we've built. Obviously, I'm proud that we've been able to raise our rates, that we've been able to work with some really exciting companies. But I think what it all comes down to is I'm most proud of the relationships with both clients that we work with, with subcontractors, with potential people we might work with. That's the hardest for me. So that is where I feel like I've accomplished a lot. That's huge. Like, it's so easy to just stay behind your computer screen and like do the work. At least it was for me. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I know now I like have a podcast and I do a lot of speaking and different things. But in the early days of my business, like to, even have my face on my website was like a absolutely not like I am the person run behind the company behind the business. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. talk about myself as like the web designer. It'd be like my company, like we do this, we do that, and kind of like hide behind that and to really kind of step out and be the one building the relationships and cultivating that when you say that it's hard for you is huge. And like, that's the stuff that pays off. Like people have to know who you are and know, know you're out there to trust you to put their business in your hands. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that actually goes back to Web Designer Academy because with our the one module where we talk about what we put on our website. We changed a lot of the wording that we had on our website and we've had other people come to us and said, wow, what you've got on there now really speaks to me. So I think that has a good, definitely helpful for getting that started. Yeah. So what's next for you guys? What's next for your company? What are your goals for 2023 and beyond. We haven't had a chance to even think about that yet. Our busy season starts in October and January is supposed to be our slow month, but it wasn't. So we haven't had a chance to sit down and think about that yet. I love it that you're like, we have so many clients and we're so busy and we're so doing all the work that it sounds like that's what's next for you, right? Just keep keep Mm -hmm. doing what you're doing and keep thriving and keep um, having those biggest months ever that make your bank account really happy. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so I asked this final question to everybody that comes on the podcast, and that is, what is one belief about yourself that you had to change to get where you are today? I have a lot of mind trash where I am not good enough for things. I am not good enough to lead a company on my own. I am not good enough a designer to create something that clients will like. So this is something, and I've been suffering through this my whole life. This is something that I am still struggling to change. But as I get more experience, the confidence builds up and that definitely helps with that belief, helps make that voice a little bit smaller. Yeah, I think that one, I mean, that is so, it's one I hear so often and like, maybe you still hear it, but you don't stop believing it every time it comes up or it just gets quieter and quieter. And sometimes it comes back roaring loud and, you know, it's always a decision. Like, am I going to choose to believe this old thought that is just, well, has a well-worn path in my brain? Or am I going to choose to look at all of the evidence that I have collected over the 20 years that I've been doing this, that this it's just not true. It's just not true anymore. And mm-hmm. I think that one of the things that we want is for it to go away, but it might never go away. It might just like be there like a little tag along and we just go do the thing anyway and let it be there. And I think if I love that you are like, yeah, this is changing for me. Like it's still there, but it's changing for me. It's super powerful. Yeah. I mean, even if you are starting in your business now, just by building up like a couple of projects and a couple of clients can help you say, okay, maybe what I'm saying isn't exactly true. Maybe I'm too hard on myself. Maybe this is just that little voice inside my head that, for some reason, just doesn't think I'm good enough. So, yeah. Yeah, it can be there. I'll just prove it wrong over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and being willing to share your journey and your story. Where can everyone go to connect with you and learn more about you? The best is probably my website. So that's www.moonsore.com or I'm on Twitter at Moonsore. And that Twitter is probably where I spend most of my interactions. So that would be where you can go to learn more about me. And there's a link there to my website. Awesome. Well, we will link up all of that in the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. Wonderful. Thank you. Hey, so if you're ready to stop undercharging and overworking, if you want to take back control of your time, work only with the dreamiest of clients and make more money as a web designer than you ever thought possible, get started now by going to webdesigneracademy.com and joining our waitlist. We'll send you exclusive teachings from the current Web Designer Academy so you can start applying our concepts now and you'll be first to know when enrollment opens up again so that you can work with us to completely transform your web design business business. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. 
Sound Advice FM, Women's Voices Amplified.